0: hey welcome into another episode of halos in the infield on the heady baseball network this is the podcast forum or, or also on youtube and along with his co-host being todd fox the other co-host of the show
1: fernando man i have to think of a new nickname yeah <laughs> how do you feel about the lone star halo
0: Lone. why would you be called the lone star halo let's fill in the uh, audience
1: uh, well, I just told Todd off there that uh, my family and I will be uh, pursuing a move to Texas in the next month and a half. So,
0: yeah. So now his road games will be Anaheim Stadium. They won't be the home games. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you're in the Texas area, you're going to have to say hi to Fernando at either an Astros game or a Rangers game. So,
1: yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll be like three and a half hours away from the Astros games, but I'll be right next to the Rangers games. So,
0: absolutely and you had a good time out there right you went to texas for one of the games
1: i guess i had a much better time than i thought i did if i'm moving there yeah was <laughs> <So laughs> well, a real good time it's kind of like when you like accidentally end up pregnant you're like oh it was a real good time wasn't it <laughs>
0: yeah you're all well all all situations the way they are now i yeah i guess so you know as the girls right next to you but yeah i mean texas <laughs> i mean it looked like you had some nice pictures you took pictures with your son there next to those big old bobbleheads and everything uh yeah that was an- cool You had a nice view of Otani. You put that video on the page, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we sat down um, in right field, kind of in between Adele and uh, Trout. When I had Angel season tickets for, like, five years, from, like, 2015 to, like, 2019. Mm -hmm. I I even count 2020 because I bought them, but obviously I wasn't able to go. Yeah, my seats were in section 238 in the right right field. And, you know, I always like being in the outfield, like, in between the outfielders. Okay. I always like seeing the communication between the outfielders, always like tra- calling the guys off and, you know, making his impressive plays. So I, I try to get the same seats this time in that same general area. We sat there for a little while and then moved our way up to the nosebleeds because they have a, a little kid's playground up there. Oh, nice. So uh, that's something we don't have in Anaheim anymore. I kind of wish we did. We never really had a formal playground, but we did used to have the little kid's area out there. You know, we're we used to like be able to like run with Earth dad and all that kind of stuff.
0: I know you mentioned that last time the yeah. I forgot all about the arcade that was underneath the pavilion you're right and then if they would bring that back and then also that area you were talking about with the Erstad area like sort of like where that Yakult area is the yogurt yeah. area there's a wide open area right there. I don't know why they don't utilize that for something. I mean, you could even put a goddamn Ferris wheel back there. Something, you know, I mean, uh,
1: the tigers have a Ferris wheel at their stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, I everything's
0: mean, possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be nice to have something different in the outfield basically. So, yeah.
1: Cause I think even the, dodgers added mm-hmm. something in center field i haven't been to dodger stadium in like five years but i could have sworn i read something that they added like a little kids area there in center field
0: they've revamped that place i mean it used to just be old speakers and just a dead area for parking and and for employees but you know with the the pavilion out there to, to eat and all you can eat area then they put those seats like right on the freaking wall which i think next to the uh i actually want to sit in one of those at some point this season uh those seats are really Todd's to cool.
1: dodgers fan confirmed. No, I'm just saying
0: you could you could look the the fact that you could sit right on the damn wall, and I mean you're like close to the action as possible. I think that's like a really cool concept. And I hate the Dodgers, but yeah. I would like to go just to sit in those seats. And then they have other concourses behind the pavilion now, and and restaurants and stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. I think that what they did was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but
1: nothing's it, gonna be better than like Dodger fans fighting for a, for a baseball. Hey, yo, essay. This is my part of the wall. Homie. You go over there.
0: <laughs> you tag on that wall. I'll tag on this. One. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you go on that side of the wall, Carnal. This See, is my side.
0: So you can say that because you're Mendez, not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, exactly. the, you're the you're the Wedo from uh, what was it? What was that one movie? Uh, what was it blood, more blood, specific. <laughs> blood, in, blood in, Blood Out? Okay. It okay it's, it's an old it's an old movie it's a chicano movies it's, it's good okay
1: yeah there you go, old movies
0: <laughs> all right well let's get to baseball because we we, we we enough banter here uh the angels come off a uh a good stretch here where the road trip ends and they go five and two on the texas two-step we texas were worried we were worried about this one and like i told some of the people on on my post game show i have to brag man like you guys are calling one out of three i got it right this time you know, I said I did my rally, Chris. I said two out of three, and I got it.
1: This is my uh, this is my largest lock. My largest lock is that the Angels are going to win the series against the Rangers and the Houston Astros, baby. If <laughs> if not, I will change my name to Stamos.
0: <laughs> Which, please, I want them to lose so I could change it to Stamos.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. The only one sexier than Otani is John Stamos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, I, I'm pretty sure he would have swung all the way Ohtani. He would have went all the way in on Otani because the start that we'll get into that Otani finished the series with was goddamn amazing. We'll, we'll go through what he did in that. So we're going to touch on the Houston series, and then we're going to preview here the Baltimore series coming up here, which starts on Friday for the weekend. So uh, you want to get started with that first game in Houston. They came off three out of four, uh, you know, losing obviously the first game of that Texas two-step to the Rangers, uh, disappointingly, but then they came back with a solid three in a row. And then they came, they come in against a team that embarrassed them here in Anaheim where the Angels lost three at four. And the game one did not start off or the series really good.
1: No, uh, the Angels were pretty outnumbered almost right out the gate. They scored two runs to kick off the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And things were, you know, looking good, right? Hey, you know, the Angels are starting up strong against a team they should beat. And uh, Otani was pitching that game. And I'm pretty sure that was the day he gave up a grand slam, right? Oh, no, this is game one
0: of, of Houston.
1: Oh, yeah. Why am yeah. I talking about the Rangers? Series? Yeah, we, we, yeah we, we did the Rangers <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh, you're good, you're good. Oh, but real quick, one thing I will say since I wasn't on that episode because I was in Texas, mm-hmm. um, that game on the 15th, that Friday game, when the Angels intentionally walked Corey Seeger, I was one of the people booing the loudest. Mm-hmm. There is no way that Trout, who was like a hundred feet away from me, could not hear me. Oh man, I, I bet, dude. I, I was laying bad. in on the booze. Mm-hmm. my fiance was also joining in on the booze, as was my son. He didn't <laughs> know why we were booing, but he was all in on it.
0: Well, I mean, how, like, I didn't get your take on it. Obviously you said you weren't here last week and, and you know, you missed the episode, but, you know, I was, I want to know how you felt about that because there's just no way. I mean, like I can barely justify the one back in the day where they walked bonds, you know, to, for the bases loaded, although it was a winning thing. But Joe Madden did this before with Josh Hamilton, and then he does it in a game here, and you're like, what? Really? Why?
1: Yeah, I mean, Corey Seager's a career, like, I think it was like 360 hitter Mm -hmm. with bases loaded. He's got two career grand slams. So sure, that's not a Barry Bonds number, Mm -hmm. but 360 is a pretty, you know, sizable stat there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's at least displaying that we have to take him seriously. I wouldn't have walked him, but yet I'm also kind of old school in the sense of I really don't believe in the shift. I think if you're a lefty, I'm going to force you to go oppo. If you're a lefty, I'm going to pitch you to the opposite side of the plate. True, true, and try to get
0: him to go the other way, yeah.
1: Well, especially because no, Austin-Warren was in at that time. But I was going to say, I mean, you know, Detmers was still in. Then it's Mm lefty-lefty. Pitch him on the third base side of home plate. Make him go opposite field. Because chances are, if he goes opposite field, he's just kind of going to slap it to third base or to Velasquez over at uh, shortstop that day.
0: Absolutely. So... Yeah, that was definitely one that we're still talking about. And But lo and behold, you know, they still give up the, the three runs. They still come back and win the game. So that was one of the things that we got
1: out of that series. One but, thing, The last thing I will say about that is no matter what, we will be talking about that play in Angels history for, like, the foreseeable future. Like, in 10 years, I will bring it up, and people will be like, yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, dude. It's super It's one, of those, it's one of those things that um, – at, what he caught uh, that you basically like you're going to look back at his tenure, whether it's success, success or not, whether he gets hired or not onto an extension. You're going to be like, well, he was behind that whole bases loaded walk thing to Corey Seager. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's going to be a highlight definitely on his resume or low light, however you want to um,
1: call it. Yeah. Describe it.
0: Describe it. Yeah. So let's let's get back into this game one though of Houston, though. Houston, yeah. the Angels start now. Angels take the L. What happened in that game?
1: Yeah, so they started off 0-2, answered back, made it 2-0, and then afterward, the game basically just fell out. Just com- the, mm-hmm. the ground just caved in on the Angels uh, because the Astros scored up two in the fourth, one in the sixth, two in the seventh, one in the eighth, and that's how the game ended. It was 8-3, to three, and the Angels were just never really ended at all.
0: Yeah, Houston handled them pretty good. Um, Angels left some guys on base. But, uh, yeah, very disappointing loss. Um, you know, it felt like they could have got him at some point, uh, could have got Garcia at some point, but they didn't. And, uh, you know, at that point, Angel fans on the post game were just, like, disappointed because they're like, well, we can't hang with this team. You know, Houston, again, feels like they're above us. They feel like we just, like, the, we're, we're just maybe chasing second place. And and that's the that was the hope that things would be different to where we could at least go even with these guys, play them straight up, and have a good chance of, at beating them. But again, in this game, it was demoralizing a bit. It's early in the season, but that night, it was not our night at all from start to finish.
1: No, I mean, Lorenzen wasn't sharp at all. The three and a third innings gave up four runs and did not look sharp. Uh, Myers did decent for the first time of the season, really uh Warren did fine and then Bradley gave up two runs so overall it just was not a good time and then our boy Kenny Rosenberg made his MLB debut gave up a run and then immediately got sent back down obviously he would just called up for that day probably to give some relief to the bullpen hmm. but uh, I-, I still hate it when teams do that
0: yeah it's not fair it's not fair you got to give him at least a week up there you know and so he didn't even have a cup of coffee he got thrown into the fire um had and a another, cup of
1: coffee, but it was the uh, the gross coffee they give you in your uh, hotel room.
0: Yeah, or the one that's been b- brewing since last night and it's morning, or since morning and it's uh, evening, it's been yeah. in the coffee pot. But you know, the Dodger just, Stadium special. Exactly. I, I just <laughs> I just felt bad because too Lorenzen was getting pinched on a lot of these calls, yeah. and it would it would come back to bite the Astros later in the butt in the series. But the first game, including the four that were in Anaheim, it just seemed like all the calls were going the Astros' way. So, uh, yeah, that was a tough one.
1: Yeah, the Astros and, like, the umpiring, like, feel super NFL and, like, Patriots. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, like, it seemed like the Patriots were getting every single call. Everything was reversed. Every challenge, you know, was reversed. Mm -hmm. You know, every, you know, fourth and inches was getting called in the Patriots' favor. And it seems like it's been like that for the Astros for the longest time, right? Balls and strikes go their way. Tough plays at first base go their way. It's just like, Jesus, can somebody please be against these guys?
0: yeah, exactly,
1: granted immunity for cheating. <laughs> I think the
0: only team that gets more love, I think or or a pass is Boston. We've talked about that. They seem to get uh, a a secret pass, so
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose they've just been under a microscope more, I feel like with Houston because of the success they've had, and sure, Boston's won their fair share of World Series in you know my lifetime,
0: mm-hmm but they hadn't won it prior to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, even for like the bulk of your lifetime, they weren't very good.
0: Nope. Exactly. It was always the Yankees division. Um, So moving on, that was game one and game two, after Lorenzen took the losses first as an angel, uh, we go to And again, he was pulled without being able to finish out his, uh mostly out of frustration in that game it was pulled a little early. I'll have a take on that as well as we move forward, but game two featured who on the mound for the angels?
1: Uh, game two was, uh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. It's Patrick Sandoval and, uh, Valdez. Yes. And usually Valdez, he was going for his seventh win already against the angels. Uh, he's dominated the angels. And this was a game that I picked them to lose. I was like, dude, if they're going to lose a game in the series, even if they go to two out of three, it was going to be this one. But, um, Patrick Sandoval, I mean, he pitched really good. Uh, you know, like got into a couple innings where he threw more pitches than he want to. But what happened in the, the game so far with that one? I'm
1: sorry. I was getting a little ahead of myself. The Angels won. The Angels <laughs> won 7-2. to two. Okay. So they scored a run in the first, a run in the fourth, and then they put up the five-piece mm-hmm. in the fifth inning. And that's what really just blew the game out of the water. And, you know, Houston was just so outmatched after that.
0: Yeah, and and what was what was good about this game, Fernando, is for the first time in a while, this was a game where no home runs were hit. They were they were just going out there get, free- by the Angels. Yeah, by the Angels, but they were they were swinging for hits, and they were also taking a lot of walks, and that was very encouraging to see. Uh, the lineup did really good. Sandoval did throw, you know, again borderline amount of pitches to where Madden was like, okay, got to get him out of here early, but the bullpen eighty five, yeah. Yeah, the bullpen got went in there and it did their job. And, again, uh, a game probably that might get away from them last year uh, didn't because their bullpen is freaking solid.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, the notable exception out of the bullpen was Hergit, who, I mean, you know, still didn't do horrible, I guess. I mean, he two-thirds of an inning, uh, one earned run. Uh, Loop is, did great, man. Loop is becoming quickly one of my favorite pieces out of that bullpen. Wants did fine after his call-up. Mm -hmm. so um, yeah like you said this is a a game that this was last year we are for sure talking all about how the Angels blew it all about how Joe Maddon made the wrong call yet again Mm -hmm. but that's not the case right now man I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because I know we still have one game to talk about but I will say this statement and then I'll reflect on it later we have a team right now we Mm -hmm. have a team I'll leave it at that for right now
0: Okay, and I want to get your 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 thoughts on the infield. The infield now has a, is a crowded situation. We went from a bone-dry last year infield of just plucking players from off the damn waiver list or whatever, and the minor leagues not having a Now we have a full minor leagues where Stefanik's not knocking on the door. You got a guy like Duffy. You got Captain Jack. You got Velasquez. You got, uh, um, what is it, um, Ward. And, and you got Fletcher. And I might be missing uh, missing out on one, too. But the infield, all these guys, basically, Fernando, can hit. Except, yep. you know, we haven't seen it yet with Velasquez with his bat. But his defense. What do you think of Velasquez, Velasquez Ward, and Duffy? Which, which one of those guys is pushing Fletch the most right now, you think?
1: I mean, that's tough because isn't Velasquez currently uh, the defensive run save leader in baseball? Yeah, exactly. I think it's like four runs or something like that, which doesn't seem like a lot. But keep in mind, he's only been up here for a, a cup of coffee since Fletcher got hurt. Yep, he hasn't played every game. No, but dude, when I was at that Rangers game, Velasquez looked good he made a diving play he, it, it looked like I, for a second I was like is that Simmons <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I mean because it was just like whoa I haven't seen a shortstop make a play like that in Anaheim in you know three years or two three years since you know Simmons was true prime Simmons was up here you know 2020 Simmons was eh mm-hmm. but you know like 2017 Simmons looked like that so um, yeah I don't know man I It's going to be really interesting to see what happens when Fletcher comes up. Like you said, it's a good problem to have. It's a problem we're not used to up here. And don't keep in mind, we also have the 4A all-star, Luis Ranjifo.
0: Oh, God, (laughs) The 4A warrior. I think they're going to try to give him away for a bucket of baseballs at this point because he's not hitting. I mean, he's hitting down there. They bring him up here. He can't hit. But there's guys up here that are hitting. Like, look at Duffy. Duffy's been only, you know, plucked yeah. in here left and right. You know, he hasn't got much playing time either. But if you look at his numbers, he's nine for 22. That's pretty good. Yeah, and he's batting what, the uh, 364? Yeah, 364. And then you look at Velasquez, and his defense is putting him out there. You know, he's only batting 143, but he's hit the ball hard, but just right at people. But his 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 arm really impresses me. Uh he's got a rocket arm, dude. He's down, you know, he'll get down in the dirt, deep in the hole, turn around and just fire a straight shot to first. And so I mean, our defense, Captain Jack looks great. Uh, like I said, Duffy looks great, Ward looks good because it's hard to take these guys' bats out of the lineup because Ward can get you bunts. You know, he, he's a good leadoff hitter, good at the back end of the, the guy. I mean, who do you think is like like honestly, bro? Like with Fletcher. The, the pressure is on him. With that new contract, a
1: year into it, he's got to be thinking – he's got to be looking over his shoulder, right? Yeah, he has to be. But obviously he kind of has the, the nod from the organization, right? I mean, you committed to him for – after this year, two more years. Okay. Let alone two more years that are getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. Last year was two. This year is four. Then we got six. Then we have eight. And then I think he even has an option for a fifth year.
0: Yeah, it's a fifth year because I think it's uh, 27 total. So like if, if he if he uh, if he stays on for the five years.
1: Let's see.
0: And it's it's not that bad of a contract for the if, you know, judging what the Angels have given out in the past. So I think that was a Billy Epler move, right? Yeah. That wasn't Epler So move.
1: actually, so it's two four six 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 point okay, five.
0: Okay, six point five. And in
1: twenty twenty-six, they can bring him back on a club option for eight million dollars, and in twenty twenty-seven they can bring him back for eight point five million dollars. Those are both club options. And if they decide to buy him out of either of those, it's going to be $1.5 million.
0: Okay. That's not bad either way. That's a real, that's a real uh, generous contract for both, uh, you know, but you know, Fletcher to me, I, I really want him to succeed. It's not like I'm sitting there like, Oh man, I want him to fail. I want to see what these new guys. I would love for him to succeed, but it's just seeing these other guys up there. You know, he's got to come with some energy when he comes off that freaking, the injured reserve, dude. I mean, he's, he's got to come out and play good ball. Cause these guys are going to be knocking on the door, and we've seen Madden is not loyal to lineups or players, dude. He'll move guys.
1: Yeah, except for Otani and leadoff.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the only he one gets he... he gets a chubby. He's like, oh, Otani and leadoff. Oh man, that's Roger Lodge, But whatever, Joe Madden's more like, oh, Otani and leadoff.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Peace and love, Otani. Yeah, he's
1: like a he's like the the high RV or not an RV, the high van from Cars.
0: Yeah, the Volkswagen. Yep.
1: yep. (laughs) It's totally Joe Madden. (laughs) Actually, if somebody can make that and send it to us on on Twitter or Instagram, I will repost the Volkswagen (laughs) buggy with Joe Madden's face and an angel's hat. Make it happen.
0: (laughs) And smoke not coming out of the exhaust out of the windows. (laughs) (laughs) The windows are all fucked up. Yeah, exactly. We
1: need the fan art. We need the fan art.
0: Somebody, please. (laughs) Lava lamp next to the steering wheel.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we've gone to the point where we can request fan art.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'll tell you, look, they, the Angels, they get that win to even the series. It felt good. It felt right. And then the Sunday afternoon game, which is the game where I believe if the unspeakable word until, like, you actually have to say it because people will try to jinx it. But, you know, say, hey, you know, he's got to know. It was actually it's the
1: called. Wednesday afternoon game.
0: Oh, the Wednesday afternoon game. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm thinking of it as a getaway because it was a three o'clock start, um, but yeah, I figured Otani, he's in a good spot versus uh, Odorizzi. Odorizzi struggled, you know. I, I, I I'll, I'll uh, eat humble pie on it. I wanted him for the Angels last year, and I was disappointed when he didn't come. But he had a bad year last year, and he hasn't started good this year either. And it showed in that
1: first inning. What happened in that first inning? Angels lit him up. Actually, Shohei Otani became the first pitcher, dash hitter in MLB history to have two at-bats before even throwing his first pitch. Crazy. Yeah, and I mean, that kind of puts it into a perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So the Angels just lit him up. I mean, what? we They got three straight guys on base. Uh, Rendon got walked. And that brought in the first run. And then afterward, man, just turned into a pinata fest. What, Brandon Marsh, I think, got a double? Yep. So he got two RBIs in. And then, I mean, the hit parade just kept going. Otani came back up, and then he got a hit where he almost got a home run. Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, an almost opposite field home run on the – on the the wall. Uh, What's it called? Out-of-town scoreboard because Houston has that kind of ha- tall mm-hmm. out-of-town scoreboard, kind of like how we had in right field before they lowered the home run fence.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So Otani almost went oppo and would have been a three-run home run and said it was just a double.
0: Yeah. But,
1: uh, yeah, 6 nothing going into Otani pitching in the bottom of the first.
0: And that was the thing in this game, too. <clears throat> um, we had talked about Otani's previous two starts and you know he wasn't getting the calls and then and then it seemed like he'd get ahead of pitch hitters oh two and he would leave something up in the zone and they'd attack and in this game his he'd go up oh two you weren't going to see anything in the strike zone or you're going to see something that's going to dive out of the strike zone he has split finger his slider uh, his fastball was all staying down he was legit on one on the on that wednesday afternoon and uh you know, Odorizzi and the Houston Astros who were getting the benefits of the calls, even in the loss in game two, they weren't getting nothing. And Odorizzi threw a tantrum in the first inning. He only lasted two thirds and the six runs that you mentioned, that's all they needed. I mean, Otani pretty much had a perfect game through five and a third or
1: something like that. Yeah.
0: It was something. Yeah. So he was, he was rolling and then he gave up a hit to Jason Castro, former angel. And I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think a walk. And then, uh, he had i think he finished the six innings and some angel fans were disappointed including myself i wanted to see him get a seventh inning in and, and break that strikeout because he tied it all uh, a personal record uh, with career 12. high for him. yeah yeah i wanted him to get like 13 but joe madden's like nope you sit after 80 pitches and that was it
1: i don't remember um did he get his career high as like first mlb game
0: it might have been if it was against oakland because, I thought uh, it
1: was against Oakland. I mean, I'm probably yeah. wrong, and, you know, you guys can correct me, and I'll let crow if I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it was that first start in Oakland. That was, like, what, the third game of the 2018 season? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember he was just mowing down guys. And then his second start, I think, was also against Oakland, except it was in Anaheim. Was that, Was it against Oakland, the second mm-hmm. one?
0: I think so. I think it was vice versa. I think he struggled the first one, and then the second one at Anaheim. I think it was Anaheim. No, he he
1: definitely he definitely did well against Oakland in his first game.
0: Hmm. I can't remember. It's been such a long time, dude.
1: Yeah, 2018, you know, pre-COVID, anything now just feels like a lifetime ago, literally. Uh, I'm sure we're all kind of like that. Like, COVID brains do, just hits different. But you know, like I feel like after the pandemic, we were all like uh, all kind of born again. <laughs> yeah, it's like a brand new lifetime because it just feels like it was all so long ago.
0: Speaking of which, real quick, uh, last night uh, Oakland had an attendance of under three thousand. I think speaking of pandemic, I think they would have had more uh, in attendance had they used the cardboards from that pandemic season because it seemed the like cardboard
1: they... would would have walked out. <laughs> no, but I mean, it would have been like they traded both the mats. We're out. <laughs> No, I think there would have
0: been just more cardboards there because I think there was more than 3,000 cardboards there at one time. So, I mean,
1: they would have had a better fan base with the cardboard people. God, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I remember uh, one of the guys uh, just drilled one of, like, the teddy bears. you remember that yeah, in Oakland?
0: Yeah, yeah. He
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hit a foul ball and just drilled the teddy bear. It, like, totally ricocheted off the teddy bear's head.
0: <laughs> I know Grinky was there one uh, with Houston, and he was sitting with a cardboard. He didn't want to sit with his, uh, his teammates. So, well, yeah. he wasn't
1: allowed to, right?
0: Back then, didn't they make everyone sit separate? I think so, but like he wasn't even in the area though. He was in
1: the stands, sitting with a cardboard. So, That's I remember a- Will Myers of the Padres used to do that because that used to be something they featured all the time on MLB Network. Oh, here's Will Myers sitting by himself again. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> jeez, they're just searching for something over there. But
1: yeah, I mean this this start. Well, I mean, hey, San Diego was a minor league is a minor league city, and so is Oakland. So. Yeah. You know, you got to find minor league things to talk about when you have a, when you, it's a minor league city.
0: Well, that's why the San Diego Chicken survived there for so long. You know, it was a big yeah. thing. <laughs>
1: I um, like the San Diego chicken.
0: I do too. I don't know why he's not back. He was pretty funny. He was like the Philly fanatic.
1: Yeah. He only used to come out for like, you know, like once a year he would come out. Cause I remember every time the chicken came, uh, we would always go to those games. Cause you know, it was always funny. It was just yeah. different. Yeah. He did all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, nobody cares about the fryer. Nobody cares about a fat dude who drinks beer, has no hair. You're you're describing any San Diego transplant, like in their (laughs) mid-20s, who, like, just moved from, like, New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus, he's not a-
1: Oh, my favorite's a 394 Ale. I love Ale Smith. I like to go on long walks to the beaches and catfish women on Tinder. Get it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I find some good ones in San Clemente oh man <laughs> there you go but yeah I mean this this uh this win they got against Houston they take the series two out of three they finished the seven first in April the month of April against Houston three and four which I'll take it you know four and three would have been better but uh you know judging the way things started you're able to pick off the last couple games and do it convincingly and again in a game where you didn't need the long ball to score runs and again the, the bullpen came in there Tepera did good and uh, they got Rasiel an inning, of, inning in there to pitch and the Angels walk away with a 6 nothing one hit shutout of the
1: Houston Astros so yeah I I, I don't know like it, it, it feels so weird to like talk about the series because things went so well I'm mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just kind of here like Yeah. what is this what's going on where am i yeah
0: look look at bro look let me tell you this because my dad my dad told me the other day he's like hey you know were we this good last year i don't remember and i said well yeah last year we were seven and three in our first 10 and he goes oh so we had a we had a better record in the first 10 i said yeah but to me this team seems miles ahead of that team even though we're eight and five
1: what do you think you think that's the same thing I, okay, so I, I already said it, so I guess maybe I, now I can elaborate because we talked about, you know, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, th- honestly, we have a team. We're It's still early. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep on, you know, going on Twitter and overreacting with them. We're going to <laughs> the World Series because, I mean, that's what we do as fans. Yeah, But also, I can realistically tell you that this is the best Angels team I've seen at least since the Billy Epler era started. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a bullpen. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we're in a situation right now where he can send out any of our six starters, and I'm not scared. Mm. I know that, you know, maybe Lorenzen might struggle, or maybe Suarez might give up a couple runs. But I do know that all six of our starters are gamers. They're going to go out there, they're going to pitch whatever... They Joe Madden let some pitch, chances are it's probably closer to 20 pitches than it is 100, <laughs> knowing Joe Madden. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is we have an all-around team. Am I wrong? No. You know, we have an infield, like you said. Mm-hmm. We have an outfield. I mean, right now, our weakest link is Velasquez, you know, maybe Hergit, and mm-hmm. Joe Adele. Yeah. Joe Adele has potential. I'm waiting for that bat to wake up. And there's some guys on Facebook who are like, oh, I'm so over Joe Adele. You know what? I'm with you. I'm over the Joe Adele experiment to an extent. But the fact of the matter is we're essentially paying Joe Adele $28 million. We're not paying it to him directly, but we have to pay that little tax, if you will, to give him a chance because Mm -hmm. we wrote off the Upton contract. We're stuck paying the $28 million. And by where I mean, me, our terror you is still paying the twenty-eight million. So you're essentially paying for that spot out there that Adele's now taking. Yeah, absolutely. So the Angels are all in on Joe Adele. They have put all their bargaining chips to the center, and they put it all on the color red. Mm-hmm. Joe Adele. So we really need Joe Adele to pan out. I was kind of hoping that giving him the keys to the kingdom was going to give him that chance. Mm-hmm. But Joe Adele is either striking out or getting a hit. There's no in-between.
0: The only thing that I could say that changed in the last two games, and granted it's only two games, but when Adele was in there and he did have strikeouts – they, he was working the counts full or close to full at two and two. So it wasn't the normal I'll, I'll strike out in three, four pitches. He was fouling pitches off and he wasn't swinging away at those sliders out of uh, zone. If he could lay off those, he came through the other night and had three hits. Um, You know, and again, like you didn't mention one big guy who we thought was going to be a death blow to this lineup. And that is Kurt Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki's actually gotten some hits. He's got a home run. Uh, He's walking. Uh, his defense still sucks but he's doing some things that okay you know this is what we wanted for stassi as a backup to put comparable numbers up and you could kind of get the best of both worlds and i granted again it's early but if he can do that you know at least consistent to what he's doing if your boy adele can get hitting we haven't even seen marsh get going yet or or uh what's our boy rendon we get those core four plus the guys around. I mean, like I'm just being as optimistic as you are, bro. I'm looking Keep in team. mind,
1: Brandon Marsh is one of the top RBI guys in baseball right now. He's got yeah. 11 RBIs. He's batting 323. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Marsh right now is proving that rolling the dice on him is a good idea. He is major league ready. Yeah. Is this going to be sustainable for the entire season? Absolutely not. He mm-hmm. will have a slump. Yep. He's not going to be a league leader come the end of the year. And if he does, I will find something to do. I'll, <laughs> I'll find something to make it worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's encouraging to see. You're, you're absolutely right. They took a risk on him because he was, he was the, the no brainer was supposed to be Adele. And then Marsh was down the line. And Marsh somehow got up here and he's. Established himself a little more uh faster than than Adele has. So, yep. you know, that's the thing. I mean, like you're right. If Adele gets going, and I mean this line, I mean, those guys are just making this lineup go. And I, I still think Marsh or uh, uh Walsh is gonna take off at some point. I think he's gonna get into a hell of a groove. Right now he's he's not quite there, even though he's still getting hits here and there. I just think he's gonna go on a monster run here pretty soon.
1: Uh, uh, sorry, no, go ahead.
0: No, I am just going to say, I think he's going to go on a run.
1: I was going to say, I think I have my bet. So hold me to this, Halo fam. If Brandon Marsh is in the top 10 in RBIs come the end of the year, since I'll be living next to Arlington, mm-hmm. I will go buy a Rangers jersey that on the back says, Rangers suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I right. will
1: go and tell the team, Hi, oh, I'd like to buy a jersey. Okay, I wanted to say Rangers suck. And if they <laughs> won't let me do it at the gift shop, I'll order one on the internet. And I will go to the game wearing the jersey, saying Rangers suck. That's perfect. I, I,
0: shoot, I might I might have my guy make you up one for that. Uh, that it has or- to
1: be one of the baby blue ones, because those, I admit, are sexy colored jerseys. I love, I love all baby blue colored jerseys.
0: Okay, okay. And then with a the star on it, right? The badge, I mean? The badge that's for Texas?
1: I want a badge. I want, like, a custom badge that has the number 69 on it.
0: <laughs> you know, another good name on the back would be Fifth Place. That would be cool.
1: <sighs> you know what? Fifth Place, is, I think, is funnier than Ranger Suck. Because Ranger Suck is kind of like, yeah, hey, you're not original. But Fifth Place? Yeah, <laughs> that's I like that. <laughs> with a big five on the back, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or it could say cellar dwellers fit there with you. the number five. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so that's it. Brandon Marsh, if somebody can take this clip, I'm asking the fans to do a lot today. Tag Brandon Marsh in the clip. That's, that's what we're aiming for, Brandon. I, uh, I, I believe in you.
0: Let's go, Brandon.
1: Todd, <laughs> we don't need you to pump your political... I just, propaganda i'm
0: cheering i'm I'm cheering him on that's all i'm saying we're cheering
1: we're cheering for rally chris to be the next president or grill master
0: (laughs) god this world would be over in five minutes if grill master was a
1: roger lodge can be our next president he's over 35 he's probably almost double that yeah, no, he's, like, not, he's not 70. <laughs> he could ride his bike all the way to the White House. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you imagine that speech? Well, I used to ride my bike from Lakewood down Catella, and I'd watch the little running pitch for a quarter. And because of that, I can fix the economy and whatever else you think. <laughs> yeah, all, right. of our, all of our White House correspondent dinners are going to be catered by ballpark hot dogs and nacho helmets <laughs> and seven
0: one, four tickets
1: <laughs> and uh every during all of our town hall meetings our weekly town halls we're gonna have uh my friend el Ombre call in hey he's the man they call el Ombre.
0: <laughs> he's being hey, john, oh, john stamos is my vice president
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be one good-looking vice president i'm just saying
0: <laughs> right right
1: <laughs> i mean you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not, <laughs> not, I was, I was going to make a joke about women everywhere. Just absolutely loving it.
0: Yeah, but, I th- yeah. I think we know where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. The press,
1: ha- they'll have to, the press room will have to be Saran wrap seats. Just- <laughs> oh, I <geez. laughs> uh, probably said too much. There you go. I just got canceled. I just there got you. canceled. But before I get canceled, look at the sweater. That's a nice sweater. I know my fiance got it for me. So See? there you go. There you go. Uh, at least if I'm getting canceled, I won't be living in uh, Anaheim anymore. So,
0: like this shirt,
1: <laughs> there you go. I still have that shirt. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I actually
1: wore I actually wore it in Texas the day that apparently I found my house.
0: <laughs> I, I wore it to uh what is it called downtown Disney, and people were like, "Where'd you get that shirt, man?" So, told me pick- shop. Well, oh, that yeah.
1: gift shop right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, just point somewhere, somewhere random. Well, I've um,
1: seen like these like YouTube videos where like people are like, oh, you know, like, oh, this shirt over there. And it's just like a little like casual stand we set up. And like God. Disney's like, what are you doing? We should try that.
0: We should. That'd actually. be a funny
1: YouTube video. We have like five or six shirts like on a rack. Oh, oh welcome to welcome to Halo Honk Fitters. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, this is Roger Lodge's store. If they <laughs> if the security comes. Uh, Urban honk fitters. Honk Fitters. <laughs>
1: Show us your honks, um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and just like that, ties off the show. That's canceled. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they finish up this series. They're eight and five out the gates. First place. Can you believe? God, it? where
1: do we go from here? This yeah. show, my God, this show's imploding.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to put it back on the rails.
1: We're turning into other shows.
0: This feels like the other show I used to be on. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, like so. Anyway. Um, we have uh, the Baltimore Orioles coming to town, along with Ohio. <laughs> so, uh,
1: My face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Emotion- So, Todd, what do you think about supplantation?
0: <laughs> I thought you were doing the emotional damage one.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got Baltimore coming into town. What does that look like? Baltimore played Oakland pretty tough up there, not giving up too many runs.
1: Sounds like dubs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, like, look, from what I've seen so far out the gates, they have a no-name team regardless. Uh, a couple players in the lineup, but they're not They're not really hitting all that great, but their starting pitching along with their bullpen has been surprisingly good. So same thing with Ohio that's coming in afterwards. Uh, their, their hitting's been good, but and, and their pitching's been good as well. So two teams that on the outside, they look like the Angels should steamroll them. Do we have any cause for concern against the Orioles?
1: Well, we're not seeing John Means, so I guess that's good news. Hopefully, future Angel John Means. Mm -hmm. But um, we are going to see Bruce Zimmerman. Okay. He has 10 strikeouts so far this year. And Remember, this is a very early season still, so 10 is a good number. It is. Reed Demers only has eight. Noah Syndergaard has five. Jose Suarez has five. (laughs) So, you know, Bruce Zimmerman with his 10, okay, hey, that's – that's good. 0. 0.0 ERA. He had a no decision. But uh, yeah, Zimmerman versus Detmers is going to be our pitching matchup for day one. Reed Detmers comes in also with an 00 record with an 8.59 ERA.
0: Yeah, he hasn't. He uh, His last start wasn't that great. He only pitched, I think, three and a third. So uh, That was yeah. in Texas. Yeah, he has yet to get past the fifth inning. So. Hopefully, yeah. this is a game he can get to the fifth inning and Madden can let him battle out of a jam. It seems like after the third inning, these pitchers, if they're not doing good and they're getting into jams, Madden will yank him. So,
1: yeah, he'll battle through like two and two thirds. Yeah. And then be yanked after like 32 pitches. Pretty much without giving up a run. Maybe he'll give up like a run. <laughs> yeah. Or
0: like Suarez. Bro, Madden's
1: like, man, he's taxed.
0: Yeah. Suarez had like, I think four and a third, 70 pitches. Um, a runner at first and one out, and then uh, Madden's like, "You know what? You gotta go." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Let him finish the freaking inning. You you're gonna give him a win if he if he finishes." But nope.
1: Joe Madden's like, "Well, let's see. We're through two and a third innings. We're winning two to zero. At least he's <laughs> bringing myself.
0: Let's it let him finish the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, myself. You're going. You're going seven and some change." And Mike Trout, a guy we haven't even
0: brought up yet on the podcast, will be getting the nod uh, in center field. He'll be back in the in the uh, in the lineup. So that's well, good well, to see.
1: Joe Madden's been wrong before. So, well,
0: well that's true. But I'm just going by with what he said before he smoked weed uh, the other day. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's game one. Who we got in game two on Saturday?
1: We have Spencer Watkins. Never heard of him. A- Never. Going for the Orioles, 0-0 with the 2.25 ERA, two strikeouts. And Thor, for us, who is and 2-0 with the 1.59 ERA and five strikeouts. Now, I want to ask you a question about Noah Cinderbard. So, okay. shout-out to another show that we could once again give shout-outs to, Locked On Angels, uh, you know, whatever. I'll-, I'll gladly promote other shows. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, I actually like the Halo Bros in that element. Mm-hmm. You know um, – I used to occasionally listen to their show when they had a direct show, but now they're doing locked on angels. I've listened to them a little bit more, obviously Mm -hmm. because of the continuous content, Mm -hmm. but they brought up a really good question. Should the angels give Noah Syndergaard an extension and not in, you know, not at the all-star break right now. What do you think? No. Is it too early to talk extension?
0: It's too early. I I would say if anything, uh, the earliest I would go is June. So let's just say, He's maybe seven and one at that point, seven and two with a with a like a three point two nine ERA or even less. I'm throwing I'm I'm throwing the bank at him a bit because I'm like, okay, he started out good. He's gonna he's gonna finish good. I think this is a dude that we can at least give a you know if he's willing to wait and talk with us in August, I would give an extra year. But if he's not, I I give him a three year deal. What do you think about that? We like a three year extension.
1: Honestly, I would give him a three year extension like after his next start, if it goes well. okay. Because I'm thinking that if we hop on it earlier, it'll go for a little less money. I'm not naive here. Noah Syndergaard will miss a couple of starts this year mm-hmm. with something. It might just be some inflammation. I'm hoping it's nothing. I'm hoping he doesn't miss any starts. But knowing what we know about the Angels, and this is not me speaking into existence. This is not me jinxing it. This is me saying... This is the Angels. There will be a time where we face an injury. Hopefully, we already faced it with Trout being gone for three days. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, that was it. But I'm willing to take the chance on Noah Syndergaard on a three-year deal. I think that's a great number. And I'm willing to give him about 22 to 25 a year. He's on 21 right now. So I would tell him, hey, you know what, man? I'm impressed with what you're doing right now. Your stuff looks good. You seem mentally strong because that's the most important thing. He's mentally strong. When a pitcher is mentally strong, there is no telling what they can do.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the
1: benefit Otani's had.
0: I like his moxie. Like you said, is mentally strong. The fact that he's out there with the other pitchers, like Ace said, because she's like a, a, what is it called? A season. Baseball guru. Yeah. She knows her, her stuff. And they you know she went out there and she was talking about how you know the the pitchers are are watching each other and and you know they're they're taking notes and trying to tell that day starter hey uh do this do that or maybe tweak this here you could be better here that's awesome to see from a rotation in a staff and i think he's one of the leaders at doing that And even when he's out there, he's taking notes from some of the rookies and things like that. So it shows you he's humble. He's very supportive of an Angels team. Like when it came to the Dodgers-Angels rivalry on on social media, he's very vocal. It's like he didn't have to say that. He's been a Met. He doesn't know this rivalry. But he stepped right in there. And he's he's uh, already being touted as one of the leaders in the clubhouse. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for those reasons alone, for some, for a team that hasn't had that in a while, that's to me worth the extension. Now you're you're on the 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 Halo Brothers side of of you know signing him now. I would love that, but I would like to see a little bit more from him. I would just like I said, wait till June if he's got that record, offer him that three years. I I like the money you're offering at that between you know twenty five, you know, and and then you know if, say for instance, give him maybe give him a little extra if he signs before you have to go to the end of the season. Cause if he waits till August or September, I'm, I'm I'd have to imagine they would throw more years and more money at him. So,
1: yeah, but I, I would imagine, you know, he's going to be getting, you know, a five-year deal. He's going to be looking for something close to, you know, the 28 sevens to the thirties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's probably going to want that kind of money. He might want more than three years, but I think if we jump on it now, we maybe take a hit on that third year because, you know, eventually he's going to drop off. But if we can get a good year this year, good year next year, and a good year after that, well, you know, it won't matter anymore three years from now.
0: Yeah, because you've gotten the most out of the contract, including this year. So, yeah, I, exactly. to- I totally get you. He's already becoming a fan favorite. So yeah. uh, liking him with a rotation with Otani, I, I, I'm just saying, I like those two back-to-back along with Sandy. So, yeah, uh,
1: that, that has the potential to, you know, in a year or two, be one of the better three headed monsters in baseball.
0: Absolutely. So, that's game two, Thor on the mound. Well, who's in game three in the finale with the Orioles?
1: Chris Ellis, who's a pitcher I've heard of for sure but from the Orioles, but I don't think he's had a stellar career, who's uh, zero and zero with a zero ERA, two strikeouts, and Jose Suarez, who's 0 and 1 with a 5.19 ERA and five strikeouts.
0: Orioles have had a lot of no decisions because a lot of their games have been low scoring. They've been four to one, two to one, three to one, things of that nature, uh, five to four, stuff like that. Uh, the bullpens have been picking up the victories, but if you notice the three starters that that uh, that he's mentioned, Fernando's mentioned, their ERAs are two point something and zero zero zeros. So they put up no runs in their starts because I think these guys are fairly new to the majors and they haven't seen them yet. And plus, the Orioles with all those number one draft picks and everything, high draft picks. Uh, you know, they're getting pretty good, decent pitching for their future. So yeah. I think the key in this series for me, and I'll ask yours in a second, I think there's just one thing. You just got to get to these starters fast. You know, don't don't let these starters go long in the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And well, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I remember Chris Ellis's name is he is an Angels draft pick, 2014 round three draft pick. Oh, pick okay. 88th overall.
0: Damn, okay. So he just didn't do it for us and got shipped to them?
1: I believe he might have been involved in the uh, uh, Iglesias uh, Iglesias trade.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. We got him.
1: I I believe so, right? I mean, I'll try to do some research on it here, but uh, yeah.
0: Speaking of which, the other day, I don't know if you saw that, uh, Iglesias, he plays for Colorado, right? Yes. Uh, The last time they were playing Colorado, uh, I think he had just lost his dad. And I thought that was really classy. He had gotten a hit in Colorado, and uh, he got over to first base. Freddie Freeman gave him like a
1: Oh, hug. Chris Ellis, sorry. He was involved in the Simmons trade. Oh, the Simmons trade, okay. Yeah, 2015, when we got Simmons and Jose Presenio in exchange for Eric Ibar, Sean Newcomb, and Chris Ellis. And keep in mind also, Sean Newcomb has just been cut by the Braves.
0: No, well, he was – He was uh... DFA'd and then traded today. He was traded to uh or yesterday, Grillmaster sent me the link. Okay. He's he sent uh Chavez, uh, you know, our former patron. Oh, Jesse Chavez, yep. Jesse Chavez went to Atlanta and Newcomb went to
1: Chicago. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I know some Angel fans uh said, Hey, bring Sean Newcomb back.
1: So <laughs> I would have wanted to do that just for the Fu you of the Braves. Like, huh? Who won that trade, bro? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, and I don't believe Ibar did too much when he was in Atlanta, did he?
1: Did not. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't do nothing there or San Diego. I think we got the most.
1: Yeah, we definitely got the most of it. I was I was never a big Ibar cat. Really? I was never a big fan. I mean, uh, he was a fine player. I mean, what, he batted around the 300s for the bulk of his career here. Mm-hmm. Had some decent defense. I mean, he won a gold glove, right?
0: Yes, yeah. I, I just liked what he did behind the scenes. I thought he was a great clubhouse guy, great teammate.
1: I feel like I would have liked him a lot less if it wasn't for his pairing with Howie Kendrick. Because him mm-hmm. and Cowie were great together. Oh yeah. I was a big Howie Kendrick guy.
0: Yeah, I loved Howie Kendrick. I was upset when he left and especially where he went. You know, I I I, I don't like seeing Angel players wearing that blue. Let's just say that.
1: Don't forget the fact that it was for Andrew Heaney.
0: Yeah, dude. And I thought <laughs> I thought too, after like like, you know, when they were touting how good Heaney was, I'm like, oh, man, you know, like like maybe we got the best end of that deal, you know, because Kendrick's aging. We've had the most of him for a while. I thought, you know, maybe, maybe we won that. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, didn't.
1: I mean, in all fairness, I mean, even knowing what I do now, I feel like I still would have taken that contract just because of the gamble that it was with Heaney. Yeah. You know, the Heaney deal did have potential. And like you said, I mean, at that point – He was getting long on the tooth anyway, you know, Howie Kendrick. Yes, he did go on to help the Nationals win a World Series. Mm -hmm. But we will see how the butterfly effect works out. And if bringing Rendon here turns out to help us closer to October, when and if our angels make it to the playoffs, Because Rendon's biggest thing has always been that he's such a good playoff hitter.
0: Yeah, he's clutch in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about Eric Ibar, his career numbers weren't stellar, man. 22.8 career war. And, you know, he played a long time. Mm -hmm. Only a one time All Star, only a one time Gold Glove winner, 1,402 hits, 58 home runs, and he batted a career 271. Sure, he was serviceable. But, I mean, would you, do you mean to tell me that you wouldn't have taken what we got out of Simmons over what we got, could have gotten out of Ibar for an extra two years?
0: Yeah, I think Simmons put up better numbers long-term, didn't he, with the Angels? And then I even think yeah. a guy like Orlando Cabrera, who was here for a while, I think he put up better numbers than freaking Ibar. But, yeah, I like, you know,
1: Ibar I was fine. You know, yeah. when I say, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say I didn't like him at all. He was fine for what he was. But, you know, I, I would take Simmons a hundred times before I took Ibar again. Yeah,
0: because Ibar was good for the, the, the team that he played on. I think yes. – uh, I don't know if he would fit in with this year's team or things like that, but uh, the
1: social yeah. ball, yeah, he was perfect for what social wanted. Yeah. I mean, but, hey, who knows, man? There's, this team that we're currently seeing is totally different. This is 1985 baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You is, know, and I know we said that a couple times last year, but right now we're seeing base stealing. We're seeing situational hitting. We're seeing bunting.
0: Yeah, and speaking of bunting, Otani bunted the other day. Right.
1: Yeah, he broke his own unwritten rule.
0: Yeah, so if we're getting guys that are going to be unselfish, I think that's something I would have preached out of spring training was was to be unselfish, put the team first. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's the moniker moving forward, but it looks like they are playing that way. And, uh, you know, winning baseball is just, you know, we were hoping it was going to be right around the corner after last year's debacle. And it looks like we're finally getting there. I mean, it's early in the season, but we've gone over this before. As of right now, if the Angels can take advantage of this schedule upcoming here in these next seven games, and then before you hit the road trip, you know, and then you have the rest of the month, it's pretty damn easy for the most part. Um, you know, there's an opportunity also in May, which May does not have too many contenders in it. If you're off to a good enough start, you could withstand the June and July, which is going to be which is going to be the gauntlet. Uh, For for Angel fans, if you haven't looked at your schedule calendar, if you don't, you know, or look online, check out what June and July have to offer. Uh, We're going to be playing nothing but contenders in those months Uh, teams that are stacked or they have really good lineups, they have really good pitching, uh, or teams that are contending for this year's postseason, not just coming off last year. So it's going to be a test for where this team is. And I think if they're able to get off to a good April and May, that should give them the confidence to go into those two months when they have to go through all those teams.
1: Absolutely. Like I already said, so I'll keep this part short, but I mean, you know, the, the team it seems to be having fun, which mm-hmm. is different. You know, they have a thing now they have the cowboy hat thing, yes. whatever, you know, as. I I think it's cool because Gene Autry. If it wasn't for Gene Autry, I thought I think it would have been stupid. But it doesn't <laughs> matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they're going around giving each other a cup checks after <laughs> someone hits a home run. That, see, know, that'd, be, that'd be great, dude. I wish that was the case. <laughs> all right. Well, we know what side of the fence Todd's on. You stay over there, Mister. No, oh, the cup check. I think this is hilarious, dude. Maybe the Todd Lodge is going to his head. <laughs> there's no all, hey. There's nothing wrong with any team somebody plays for. You're right, right? <laughs> just saying. Well, this is this is a socially acceptable time and we love you, Todd.
0: I well, I'm talking about the cup checks like, from Jackass, you know, which is a quick punch to the, the nut. <laughs> I'm not talking about the, the whole cop and feel or nothing. I'm just saying <laughs> to each your own, but I mean like the the nice little knuckles shot to the, the nuts would be funny. But
1: yeah, uh, right. Wasn't uh didn't was it Randy when we played the Dodgers who posted that cup check, except like Yeah, yeah, they like actually held it. I'm like, oh my oh. Yeah. I was like that's kind of on a baseball field where everybody can see.
0: Yeah, it's like one second too
1: long. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that's a little bit more than a friendly cup check with a friend. Yeah. That's a real close friend. Like I said it's one of those
0: like my kind of cup checks are the ones you inflict a quick pain and everyone laughs. Yeah. I'm, not ta- I'm not talking about, hey, let me massage those. I'm yeah, not- right.
1: Yeah. I'm all, you keep that for the OnlyFans.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let me get that out of the way and straight, man. Yeah. Literally. But, yeah, um, I- I'm with you, dude. Whether it's an archery thing or not, the Cowboy thing, I think, is original. It's funny. Guys like are jumping on it, like Stassi, Trout. Adele did the whole, like, twist around. I mean – that's cool that's freaking cool let's let's keep something going let's have something for the fans to cheer at. because maybe maybe just maybe the pr department can do something smart and be like you know what let's capitalize on that let's have a cowboy hat night who knows They used to yeah
1: i, mean, I had an Angels fan cowboy hat i don't know where it went it was like the navy blue one they did a couple of years ago
0: oh i had the straw hat one the the cowboy straw hat one yeah
1: okay okay yeah yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, that's, that's where we're at, man. Any, uh, any other things to add with the, uh, the state of the angels right now at eight and five,
1: I guess something for, a for a minor league update, our boy Ty Buntry is at two appearances so far. He's yet to come up a run.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, hopefully Ty can come up and then we can get that interview in finally about, uh, his journey back to baseball, because a lot of people had questions why he left. And a lot of people have questions why he came back. And it'd be good to to hear and see from him and, and get his take on uh, his reasoning behind all of it.
1: Well, hopefully by the next time the Angels come to uh, to Texas, he'll be up with the team. That'd be good. That'd when be good. would that be? May 16th. Wow. Literally the day that I supposedly closed for my house.
0: Well, if that's the case, maybe you have a victory uh, celebration at the uh, stadium. You can go over there. And we'll see. Yeah. All right, well, that's all I got for the this episode. Uh, we're hoping that the oh, what do you what do you predict for the Baltimore series?
1: Oh, I predict. Uh, you know what? Ah, uh, I'm gonna go two and three. I wanted to I wanted to pull out my inner Halo honk and say three and zero, but um, I don't know which one we're gonna lose. I think Noah is gonna get a win because I think that'll propel the Angels to really consider a contract extension. I don't think it happens yet. It'll probably happen around the all-star break, Mm -hmm. but I would like it to happen now. So they can get a little bit of a discount. You know, I I don't think Demers is going to do it. I think we're going to lose the first game of the series. I think we'll win big on Saturday. And then I think we'll skim by on Sunday and Suarez will get a win.
0: I have to agree. I want to call a sweep, but to be safe two out of three, I I think, uh, I think your logic is dead on. Can't disagree with that at all.
1: I mean, you know me and any of you guys who have been on board with us for a while, I hardly ever call sweeps. Yeah, And I've called some pretty ridiculous stuff that turned out to be accurate. But uh, (laughs) let's
0: be be honest. Could you call a sweep last year with last year's squad? I mean, it'd be stupid to call
1: a sweep, to be honest. I think I did call one sweep, and I do think it happened. I'd have to listen back.
0: Okay, okay. I I know I had no confidence to do that last year.
1: We honestly need to start keeping track of these predictions. We should. We should. We actually. need to start like marking it down. That way, as we go, we can actually be like, okay, well, you know, your largest log was correct.
0: <laughs> All right, Artie did great on that last pick. Yeah,
1: Artie. <laughs> the Artie, Artie party.
0: Artie just gave me a ten-year chubby contract. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, he's paying me at seven one four tickets vouchers and coupons to the oh, winery restaurant and wine bar where check out their new location La Jolla.
0: dude that's probably him in his
1: sleep at night James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how his many wife... times do you think he's accidentally called his wife james
0: that's just what i was gonna say they're gonna, <laughs> gonna be like why are you guys having trouble why are you meeting with a marriage counselor because he shouts out james while we're making love <laughs>
1: You know, I, I don't think I don't think Roger Lodge is the kind of guy who uses the phrase "making love." I think he's more the guy who says "coitus." <laughs> I thought, hey, my beautiful Pamela, how would you like to go upstairs and have the coitus to uh, some John Stamos Full House quotes?
0: Hey, can you put on the John Stamos mask again? <laughs> can you put on the Otani bodysuit? Oh. <laughs> no, turn the mask backwards. I want to see it in the back of your head.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, you look like the lady from the Conjuring series. <laughs> <laughs> the mask is backwards. Oh, God. Good well, if any of you guys are still listening and are still going <laughs> to tune in to next week's episode... Thank you guys so much. I don't exactly know how to how to thank you guys for all the stuff you guys put up with, but man, oh man! Yeah, we hope we we give good <sighs>
0: angel content. We don't go too far off the rails.
1: Yeah, I'm obviously in a good mood tonight. So, <clears throat> as, as in a better mood be. than I thought. So,
0: as you should be, as you should be. So, for Todd Fox and the Lone Star Halo fan, the Lone Star Halo fan, have a good evening, night, or wherever you're at. Those. Was-